You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And today we have the punkest of Patreon punks. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. And this is our podcast. We finally had someone take us up on our offer of being a, uh, at a level where they would be able to join us on the pod. That's right. Talk to us. And that person is John Carmack. And we have just the loveliest conversation. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's just a delight. And um, I'm not sure why I'm talking like an 85 year old woman. <laughs> just a delight. Just a just a delight. Now he's I'm such Irish. a handsome young boy. <laughs> he's such a oh, such a handsome young man. I don't know what's oh, happening. Oh man, this is this has gone off the rails already. Please, <laughs> please. <laughs> no. So uh, John Carmack is. Uh, a Patreon punk. He is uh, a an excellent Twitter follow. Mm-hmm. He is an activist for uh, it, it. We'll say disability activist. Would you say mm-hmm. that's yeah? Uh, was that's fair? Um, he's uh, an app creator. Uh, j- just an all around wonderful dude. Five opera, singer. Fan, opera singer. Opera <laughs> singer. Uh, featured on a five iron record. Indeed. Uh, so, so you have to have to listen to hear some of those stories, but, mm-hmm. um, but John, I think, uh, I don't think we need to waste any more time. I think we should just get to our conversation with John Carmack. What do you say? Let's do it. Hey, I'm Joe and I'm a composer and a musician. That's why we call you the maestro and I'm Will. I'm a literal doctor, but don't trust this guy with your ailments. No, I study comic books, but it still counts. We're a couple of creative kids who host the podcast called Common Creatives. We dig deep into filmmakers, musicians, books, and characters, really all types of artistic works and the people who make them. We break apart the art we love to see what makes it tick. Basically, we give you the definitive take on whatever or whoever we're discussing. All opinions are definitive and final. So check out Common Creatives wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, John, today on Magnified Pod, we have John Carmack, who in the history of Magpod Nation is the has become the highest uh, supporting Patreon member. And because of that, he gets the honor of wasting time with us and, yes. and, talk, and talking about uh, this scene that we love so much and this band that we love so much and this album that we love so much. John... Carmack, welcome to Magnified Pod. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. 
<laughs> got to get those got to get those air horns in. That's right. Uh, the air horns for John. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, I've, I've I've wondered if anybody would ever you know want to come and and talk and talk with us and have a longer conversation. And so we are uh, we are so appreciative of the support that you gave. And um, you know, this is if there's any time to jump on and have a long conversation. It's to talk about an album like this. So I feel like I feel like you got in while the getting was good at the right time. So um, other people have to, you know, we're not going to let someone leave 47 voicemails about the album. Like what, like they're Danny <laughs> stairs or something like that or whatever. But <laughs> so I'm really excited to get into some of your takes. Um, but I feel like, John, the important first question is, when did you first hear of Five Iron Frenzy? Uh, so I, I first heard of Five Iron in seventh grade uh, when our youth minister showed us the video of Reese running down the street to a flowery song. Uh, mm. <laughs> My, my my parents didn't let me learn get drums or guitar because my older brother did those and he he, he was kind of like, like he didn't want me messing with like his territory, you know. So mm. so so I, I did I did trumpet because it was safer, and you know at least then you don't have two kids in the house playing drums and guitar, so it's easier on my brother, easier on my parents. So I've got this trumpet, and I, I can't play any pop songs, uh, and so I see Reese running down the street, and I hear Brad playing trumpet in the background while I'm in youth group, <laughs> and suddenly I'm super excited about this band. Like I can play this music, my friends would be excited about this music. Uh, and then you get into the band and then you, uh, go to a show and you're like, oh my goodness, these are amazing people everywhere. Uh, and, and then you get into the lyrics and you realize, oh my goodness, these are deep and interesting and not, uh, generic. Like these are actual problems and feelings that I experience and, and not, um, something else. Uh, and so, yeah, I just kind of never stopped being a fan along the way, um, so I kept buying albums, kept internalizing the lyrics and, and before you knew it, this little conservative Baptist kid who was raised to never question, you know, Republican authority grew up and started making phone calls for Bernie Sanders. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I got to thank Reese for, for waking up my conscience a little bit, uh, a mm. little bit earlier than it might have otherwise. Uh, yeah, you we, know, we I, fully co-sign that statement. Absolutely. I think, you know, we have, we have touched on that, that particular element of, the five iron story so many times, which is, which is why it's so funny nowadays to see almost like the revisionist history that a lot of five iron fans have about like being upset about how uh, leftist <laughs> this album is. And it's like, guys, where have you been? Like, like this is 25 years. Yeah. Yes. It is the most, pointed record but if you haven't been paying attention if you've only listened to uh you know a flowery song or you know any or uh, every new day then yeah maybe you would make that assumption but it's been there from the get-go so i, I mean um, track one track one is old west i mean like yeah <laughs> can't, can't get much more like hey america than that uh yep. for sure yeah, yeah. Second yes. one, they were they were throwing fire, right? Fired everybody. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about your background? I mean, you mentioned 
um, you know, conservative background, parents not wanting you to play drums or guitar, but you you did play trumpet and you were involved in the sort of punk ska scene to some extent. Like, can you kind of talk about how that worked? Oh, sure. I mean, I was like an hour away from Oklahoma City, uh, a, a little town about an hour west of Oklahoma City. And uh, so whenever whenever you want to go to a show, you've got to get a group of people together and like somebody's got a car and somebody's got enough gas and everybody pitches in for gas money. And it's it's always an event. Like, you know, it's Fire Iron and Reliant K and Ace Troubleshooter all together. Sure. Kind, nice. of, kind of thing. Uh, and so get, getting to go to those shows was pretty pretty, pretty big deal for me. Cause like it, it, it was, uh, hanging out with like the older kids who had the cars. Cause I was like 14, 15. And so, uh, as I got older and got to start going to shows myself, um, I, I was never super involved in the scene at the shows, just sort of like, I enjoyed the vibe. I liked that the people were nice. Uh, I loved the, at the merch table, nobody would push me around. Uh, it was just a, it was just a good vibe, a good scene. And then, uh, online, uh, I was kind of involved in the frenzy board, uh, and I've always managed to find Fiverr and Frenzy fans, like anywhere on the internet I go, I search for like song lyrics and stuff. And so mm. I found some people on like Reddit and Twitter and just here and there. Um, and that's sort of how I've, how I've stayed plugged in. Uh, being an hour away was sort of a, sort of a, a, a bottleneck for experiences. I had to miss a couple of shows. I really didn't want to miss because of it, but uh, sure. I got to go to a few and that was what was important. That's cool. And the band stayed a constant in your life since then, have you stayed connected to other sort of bands from that scene as well? Or has Five Iron kind of been the more consistent one? Five Iron was the one that was always like the band. Like people would mm. ask what my favorite band was. And unlike my favorite movie or favorite TV show, I never had to think about it. It was always, yeah, Five Iron Frenzy. Uh, and uh, it in the beginning, like I said, because of the trumpet. And then after our newest album ever came out, it was because of Every New Day. Uh, and, and then, uh, when I felt like I was too cool for every new day, then it was, you know, <laughs> then it, then it was uh, distant shores, which is mostly every new day anyway. Right. <laughs> sure. With a little bit more yelly Reese in it. Of course. Of course. Yeah. The best. <laughs> so where are you, uh, where are you, do you live now? Are you still uh, in, in Oklahoma? Uh, I'm, I'm out in California now. My, my girlfriend's a, a PhD candidate at Uni- University of California, Irvine. She's studying microbiology and immunology. Mm-hmm. Cool. So she's, she's been really well informed and working on, uh, COVID stuff this year. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm with somebody who's working on part of the solution. Mm. Uh, yes. And yeah. And, and so, yeah, we're living out here in uh, California now. We moved here from Austin about three years ago. Should be here a couple more years. And then she starts looking for post, uh, postdoc jobs. And that's, that's, uh, Next time we'll move, who knows where. Okay. So uh, curious about the, uh, her work. Um, So how does Bill Gates get the microchip into the vaccine? Sure. So so you've seen (laughs) Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Oh yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So it's a, it's like a Wayne Zielinski sort of situation. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. They got, Uh, they got him on board. Yes, three three operatives of the Clintons go in go into your bloodstream and, and actually like dr- like drill it into it's it's a complicated. Okay. Pers- I won't get into it too deep, but it's it's very sophisticated. Oh, I look forward okay. to it. Uh, how is she feeling about the state of things? Does she feel hopeful at this moment, or or still um, not uh, that? <laughs> she she's not as anxious as I am, which I, okay. I guess I, I guess is the is the benefit of like really knowing how how this thing works. 
Sure. Uh, like she, she, she wasn't, uh, when, when we stopped needing to be so worried about fomites, like she still rubs down, washes down her groceries, but she's not like terrified of fomites. Like the surfaces you touch that transfer the virus when you go out now. Right. Uh, she's just like, well, spray it down. It's fine. It's no big deal. Um, and so she, like her, her anxiety sort of informs mine, uh, but mine mm. sort of lingers longer. It's got a longer tail because she's just a lot smarter than me and a lot better informed than me. Uh, but she's sort of, um, cautiously optimistic. The vaccine rollout has been pretty stressful. She doesn't know when she's going to get hers. Uh, and she's got an autoimmune disorder, so she hasn't been able to go into labs. She's been working remotely for the past year. Uh, and so, uh, that she's, she's no more, no more worried than your average scientist and just really ready for it to be over. I think, uh, probably how she would describe it. Sure. Is, uh, as someone, well, you know, a little bit more informed than the than the average citizen, does she or has she expressed um, any sort of like, uh, you know, Biden wants to do a hundred million doses in the first hundred days? Is that something that she's like, that's impossible, or is she is she feeling? <laughs> Like that's that's doable. I'm sorry that we keep asking questions, no, but it's good. like you know, it's, <laughs> this is it's not it's not often that you know, you get to we we have all been so woefully in the dark for the, yes. for the past ten yes. months on this. Yes. So you know, and I, I I wish I wish I had more info on the rollout, but most of the info she's been able to deliver has been like how how like the virus physically functions in a human body, like how the hook thing works and how the RNA works and yeah sure. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and and so uh, on the vaccine rollout, she's she's sort of uh, waiting on Twitter updates with, with with the rest of us. I think. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So uh, a- anxious. I'm anxious. I'll project onto her that she might be too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. We are all anxious. Yeah. Yeah. And the most, you know, the most uh, terrifying part that I'm seeing is, you know, people keep saying, you know, it's it's X percent survival rate, and without. Uh, emphasizing sort of the long-term lung damage that people are experiencing and the symptoms that just persist, even if they're not, uh, you know, contagious anymore or not like it's, it's, it is a bitch of a virus. And it's frustrating to me that people look at one single area and that's uh, survival as in like, I, I kind of have been in my mind, I've sort of, I'm not saying it's the exact same thing, but I've sort of it, it equated it to people who are in the military and go to war and they might come back and they're wounded and they didn't die, but they might have um, pain from the wound for the rest of their life. Or they might be, have some other uh, permanent disability, but they, but they survived or they have PTSD for, for a long time and they can't get the medication they need to, to help them sleep or whatever, but they survived. And so it's, it's just like this one, uh, statistic that people latch onto as if that is, if, if not dying from the virus is all that matters. And there's just so many more factors at play uh, aside from the fact that it's just selfish to not wear a mask and not mm-hmm. think about how this could affect other people. So it's, it's 
I'm sure stuff that you have been hearing for months and months and months, but, uh, you know, for those of us, I mean, I live by myself, so I don't, I don't, I, uh, I'm, my risk of exposure is like next to nothing. So, um, and I also don't get to complain about, <laughs> about this as much as maybe some of the rest of the rest oh, you of can. people, but we're, <laughs> Go for it, man. We're all doing this thing. It, it sucks for all of us. Nobody's oh, having a good time with this thing. You're doing great. Man. No, no, no. But <laughs> anyway, just wanted to just wanted to <laughs> express that 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 frustration, and it's it's also why getting into arguments with people on social media about this when oh my favorite thing they <laughs> uh, when they have questionable. Uh, beliefs in in scientific efficacy. I'm just like, oh, there's no point. Yeah, there's no point when you're like, oh, definitely not getting the vaccine because whatever. I'm just like, oh, okay, so so you're dumb. I get it. I didn't. I didn't know. Now you know. Now I know. And we can not have this conversation. Right. You know, speaking of social media, um, mm-hmm. everyone should follow John at at John Carmack on Twitter. You literally are like one of my favorite follows. I feel like I learned so much from you, well, thank you. about um, ableist language in particular. And thank you. That that's something that I think so many of us are trying to be more cognizant of in our kind of daily yeah. conversations with a lot of expressions and things that have just become second nature for people and realizing right. um, that's not okay to um, fall into a lot of that language. So. I wanted to thank you for your work on that behalf. And I, I wanted to also thank just you. ask a little bit about your sort of um, history as a, as a disabled activist and kind of your, your activism around that. Um, if you want to, if you want to wade into that a little bit. Sure. Sure. Uh, so in, in, in 20, in 2014, uh, I've, I've always been ADHD. I've always been uh, autistic, uh, but I was able to hide it. I was able to mask it for a long time. Uh, and so I just, I just look like a really high, strong, like socially anxious dude, uh, <laughs> when I'm doing this, this massive effort to mask. Uh, mm-hmm. and so, um, but in, in 2014, uh, I, I started having intrusive thoughts that very quickly escalated to, uh, hallucinations. I was mm-hmm. having a, a, a psychotic break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, I, I wouldn't have called a mental illness, uh, or psychosis, a disability before, uh, a, maybe a year or two ago. But uh, other disability advocates uh, have been talking to me about it. And like, they would ask me like, okay, so what was your last job interview? Like, were, were, were you, were you uh, having an episode during your last job interview? Hmm. And I'm remembering uh, like my hallucinations screaming at me over the sound of the interviewer. And I'm like, yeah, I was having a really hard time focusing. Hmm. And they said, so perhaps you were a little hampered, maybe a little disabled in your ability to process your sensory input, a little bit disabled in your ability to understand and hear not that different from how a deaf person goes to the world. I had to admit, that's a really good point. If I can't hear, I'm disabled. And whenever the hallucinations are speaking over people, like I'm, I'm disabled. Uh, and, mm. and so, um, it, so I, I, I wasn't very active as an activist. I was mostly masking and, and hiding it. Uh, w- once I recovered from the initial psychotic break, uh, I, 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 I uh, lost a couple jobs. I, I, I went homeless and I got, I, I recovered from it, got, got my home back, got, um, back on track with work. Uh, but I, I sort of tried to hide it and mask for a long time. And then I got triggered into another episode by uh, a podcast using the word psychotic as a slur. Mm. 
Uh, and and uh, it, I, I spent the better part of a week trying to get that podcaster's attention. And it was such a stressful experience for me um, that I, I, I began to notice ableist language in other places uh, mm. and, and, and became very, very interested in helping other people not have to go through what I went through. Because uh, that, that's, that's, that's terrible to be like in, in what you think of as a safe space. Because I, I use podcasts to, to cope. Uh, yeah. when, when I'm having a bad attack, I listen to a podcast. It's two friends talking to each other. It's a lot better than really hostile voices in your ears yelling at you. Hmm. Uh, yeah. but, but, but when, when the voices that you were counting on to be friendly suddenly become, um, the opposite yeah. of that, especially about your experience, it becomes, yeah. uh, hard, hard to cope. And, and, and hmm. so, uh, I, I try, I try to speak up now because, uh, I don't want other people to get triggered. I don't want other people to, to be worried about whether or not the favorite podcasters, uh, I understand what they're going through. Hmm. Uh, and so that's, 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 thank, thank you for noticing it. Thank you for saying something. Hmm. Uh, I, I do put a lot of energy into it, not using a trigger warning for anybody listening, uh, words hmm. like crazy or insane or psycho or psychotic, like, uh, right, right. E- even, even like I, I try, I, I, I do my best. I make this mistake all the time. Uh, I'll use words like smart or dumb, which is like intellectual right. disabilities. You know, they're still, they're still people. They've got complex yes. in their lives and who knows what's really happening. Like they've, like just because they can't communicate doesn't mean they're not living the most interesting, cool thing. Anyway, I don't want to get into another kind of ableism where I'm just like glorifying the experience, but sure. uh, it, it's, I, I just try to avoid language that would hurt somebody who, who right. uh, 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 doesn't even know that maybe they've internalized some attitudes about, about uh, what our culture values and what they don't. Yeah. Uh, well, let me go ahead and call myself out for, uh, using the word dumb about three minutes ago. Um, I said smart. It's not your fault. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, this is something that I, uh, this, this is, this is one of those, like there are certain words that I think us all growing up in the eighties and the nineties, early two thousands, um, you know, like the R word and, uh, the F gay slur, you know, all those things that we have kind of, a majority of people have come to recognize, like, those are derogatory terms, pejoratives, uh, and words that we have tried to get out of our common vernacular. Um, But to your point, um, other language, like you said, like crazy or or psycho or whatever, uh, that is I think uh, it's difficult for for a lot of people because it's not a. Uh, I think some of those uh, some of the disabilities that you're talking about are not um, as visible, and so those are those are things that are a little bit more pe- are difficult for people to to grasp grasp. And it's also it's one of the reasons that I I talk about mental health stuff on the pod with myself a lot to sort of take away that stigma uh, of mental health issues and talking very openly about my anxiety uh, and depression and things that I've struggled with significantly in my life. Um, and I and I think it's everybody doing their part to kind of bring awareness to some of those issues is, is important. And yeah, and so... I'm grateful that you're that you do that regularly, daily. It seems that you're uh, highlighting some of that, and and oh, that 
mental health services aren't a panacea. It's not a, a one size fits all solution for everybody. And, uh, and it's, it's complex and it's difficult. And, uh, and I think with any number of issues, uh, speaking it, it, up and calling and calling out, calling it out or calling some, calling people in to be like, Hey, just so you know, uh, this is how, that word is perceived among a community of people, you know. Yeah, um, and, and, and no, nobody's perfect. Uh, no, no, nobody comes in, you know, nobody enters life knowing what every, every form of oppression is and what all the language tied to it is. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I, I, I didn't know uh, about ableist language uh, as recently right. as two, two, three years ago. Uh, and so I, I use a lot of these terms in the, in the colloquial ways. And so I, when I when I when I get mad at anybody on Twitter, it's usually because it's somebody who I knew, who I had talked to privately, who who like made the effort, and then like just kind of gave up and forgot. So a lot of the public right. callouts you'll see me make are like people who I've I've been in their direct messages, and they've they've said they'd do better, and then yeah. uh, then then they didn't, and they got reminded, and, they, and then they didn't yeah. again. And it, yeah. it, it, it usually by the time it's on my timeline, it's an escalation. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but it's, so I, 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 I try to be, because I want, I want people to be gentle with me when I make mistakes and I will make mistakes. I, I do try to be, uh, gentle with people, especially if it's the first time I've ever talked to them. I don't want to be like, Hey, you're a terrible person because you said the word crazy. Definitely not. Not the case. Not at all. Yeah. Sure. Did um, you ever watch the show, um, the Rachel Bloom show, crazy ex-girlfriend? Uh, I, I never have. Uh, I've been told that's fantastic uh, for this exact stuff. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. It's. I won't. I won't give any any spoilies or anything. But yeah, it's a. I I held off on watching the show for a long time, specifically because, uh, of the name of the show. I'm like, this is a dumb name for a show. Um, Andrew. Ah, damn it! I see. This is like this <laughs> is in the jar. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is how. Uh, this is a a, a a bad name for a show. Um, it's funny because she says in the intro to the show, like she calls out that it's like an offensive term. <laughs> Just part of yeah. what makes it great. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of reclaiming yeah. it. It's, it's, it's smart. It's cool. Well, yeah. it's it's her. Yeah, her 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 journey uh, throughout the throughout the series is is very is very interesting. So, but anyway. Um, so something else too that you know we the three of us have in common is uh vegan and vegetarianism uh you work for it looks like it's an uh, it's an app called vegify yes yeah yes. can you can you explain can you explain what that is uh so this is my um sort sort of uh my this is my career transition project. Uh, so a few years ago, I was a massage therapist. And before that, I was an opera singer. Um, oh. Yeah. And, and so the, the, the uh, opera singing thing didn't work out for uh, reasons related to opera not being a thing anymore. Sure. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the massage therapy thing didn't, didn't work out because I, uh, I, it, it, I, I, I had a boss and a couple clients who were pretty disrespectful and it happened kind of quickly in sequence and it was really disillusioning about, about the career. And so, uh, mm-hmm. it, 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 it had been something I was doing to do like 
manual labor, you know, work with my hands, do something that serves people and helps people and makes them feel better uh, that I, I felt like I could do without going back to school for six years. Um, and uh, when, when massage therapy didn't work out, I, I realized uh, I, I needed to do something that uh, I could get good at quickly that would also pay the bills once I was done doing it. Uh, and I, I had a, a little bit of an inheritance left over from uh, when my grandfather passed uh, a while back, a couple of days, decades ago, actually, but I'd been, you know, it had been saved. Uh, and so I, I did some math and I figured I, I could probably uh, spend a couple of years learning how to code. And while I was learning how to code, I could build the project that I thought the world needed as like the way, like the sample project that I would uh, show to employers if I end up empl uh, looking for jobs in a couple of years after I finish the app. Uh, but it, best case scenario, uh, what, what Vegify will do is uh, be my, my job for the rest of my life. Um, it's, it's, it's my little self-funded coding project that's designed to make uh, veganism more accessible and uh, help, help people get their B12 or their calcium or know what good sources of it are, or to be able to put in their diet and be like, well, it looks like you may need some chromium or you may need some, some uh, what's another nutrient, some sodium. You, nobody needs sodium. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you, you may need some more uh, omega-3s or omega-6s, and, and here's where you sure. can get them. Here's some recommended sources. Or put in your favorite uh, you know, non-vegan recipe and be like, how can I make this vegan? You can give suggestions. Uh, just... D designed to make the diet more accessible uh, for people who maybe don't have uh, time to plan and research on their own. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Is there a way that folks can support Vegify or follow its uh, work? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, we're, we post new videos to YouTube every month. Uh, okay. I try to do, do a stream. I'll bring in a, a friend. We'll do a, a guest chef. My, my friend Brian Gilmore is going to teach me how to, how to make uh, his favorite vegan buffalo cauliflower recipe next week. Nice. Mm. Um, Scott uh, Kerr is going to come on next month and teach me how to make uh, some kind of chicken soup that I'm going to try to veganize. So. Oh, man, that rules. Yeah, that's, nice. yeah, that's that'll awesome. be fun. Yeah, uh, so you can find us at youtube.com slash Vegify or uh, patreon.com slash Vegify or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Vegify app. That rules. We're definitely going to promote that Scott conversation 100%. Uh, <laughs> thanks, y'all. I'm going to go ahead and follow your uh, your Vegify here yeah. on, on Twitter. Um, so I kind of, I want to go back to something that you were saying about not coming down hard on people in your first interaction with them, if they're using ableist language. And that's something I saw you make, you, you, you had a tweet uh, recently today, I think, about uh, vegans thinking that they, that they kind of have uh, all the answers or not all the answers, but they like, they've, their work is done, so to speak, when it comes to issues of, of climate change, um, or, um, that it's easy. Everybody should be able to go vegan at the same time or, um, and that's the sort of grace I feel like is extremely important in having these conversations around food, because while a lot of vegans might think about it as like, this is purely like an ethical decision and a environmental decision uh, that everybody should make. A, a lot of it is also uh, it's financial, it's cultural. There's uh, 
there's so many other moving parts to, I mean, food is a really personal thing. And before I was a vegan, I was a vegetarian and I was, I was, a essentially, you know, a pescatarian and like, it was, it was an evolution. So to be, you know, a dick to somebody because they're at a different stage in their journey of food and like, what's, what is, what, what good is it going to do to be like, you're not perfect yet and sort of like shame them. So I, I just saw that as like a, another one of those moments of like a teachable moments, like instead of being terrible to somebody, uh, like, how about you? Like if someone can't afford to find vegan food, why don't you make them a meal and stop being, you know, to your point, like, yes, uh, share those recipes. Yes. (laughs) Tell them, help them with resources. You know, it's like, uh, just shaming somebody or being awful to them is not, is not your only, only one choice in the matter. Yes. Uh, and this, this is something that I, I wondered about because uh, some some people when I when I first went vegan, some people told me, "Oh yeah, the shaming vegans totally converted me. They're the reason I'm I'm vegan now." And that was confusing for me because I was like, "Weird." I decided like privately on my own when nobody else was even talking to me because uh, I was I was reading a, a United Nations report about about like coastline degradation from from animal agriculture, hmm. and and so. Um, I, I, I don't I don't understand the approach that says that shame, shaming is 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 the way to go. Uh, there's a research firm called Phonolytics who does lots of research uh, on like animals and, and veganism. And they they did a, a study, and and they found that the most effective way, uh, you know, I shouldn't quote this because I'm not remember. I, I don't remember enough of it to remember the whole study. But the most effective way that I w- don't quote me on this. I'm remembering this wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was sharing food. Uh, but but now that I'm trying to quote it, I definitely don't remember, and I don't want to be wrong about that in public. Sure. <laughs> uh, but but um, Phonolytics did a study, and I, I know recidivism was a big issue because people were worried about not getting enough nutrients, and uh, mm-hmm. shaming definitely doesn't work. It's like the least effective way, uh, and uh, that um, sharing recipes is a very effective way, uh, and mm. that's that's, yeah. that's part of what got me to decide Vegify would be a, a fun idea. Uh, so yeah, we can't shame people. I don't think it's very effective. We gotta be gotta be nice to people. Give them food. People love food. Yeah, I feel like that's what I hear so often. I'm a vegetarian, and perhaps through shame or reports, I will I will get to vegan at some point. But um, <laughs> that's, that's I'm gonna spend I'm gonna spend a majority of next season shaming you every episode. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It'll be like a social experiment to see how it goes. Um, but yeah, obviously the the question: Where do you get your protein? Which just like. Sure. All the eye roll emojis to that. And then also, yeah, I feel like the recipes thing is like the number one thing that comes up. Like I would do it. I just don't know how to cook meals that don't center meat and um, giving folks, you know, recipes and, and cookbooks and and chefs that I trust that do really interesting vegetarian dishes. I feel like their mind is blown a little bit where they're like, I just didn't even know that you could do this. So yeah, anyway, I commend that work. Um, I would also Take- like, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's a great feeling when somebody says, oh, I would have never known this was vegan. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Or vegetarian. Um, right. Um, now I really would like to hear how you contributed hand claps and vocals to Engine of a Million Plots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so uh, for the Engine of a Million Plots Kickstarter, I, I chose to give way too much money, uh, <laughs> more, more than some would consider wise. And, 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 and the reward that came with that was uh, spending a day in the studio with, with Five Iron. Got it. And and while I was there, uh, I, I, I may have uh, led it into the conversation that I had a degree in music. Uh, is and, and specifically in vocal performance, and so and so Brad. And so you Scott just you were, just casually slipped that in there. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 similar also, to Bi- <laughs> so yeah. nice to meet you. <laughs> that's that's I had that, you were you there? Do you remember? <laughs> Sorry, go uh, ahead. I, I I dropped my music degree like most most vegans drop that they're vegan in the conversation. <laughs> right? Did you just but, you just and, like? You walk into the room and you spill your diploma on the floor. It's like, oh no, my music, my music degree. I I, I laid it. I, I dropped it and it laid out flat with with me and my hands on the ends of it, flattening it so you can read it. Oh, uh, but I it, it it came up that that I, I had a degree in in singing songs and and, uh, and and Brad and Scott were like, well, yeah, man, let's get you in the studio. Let's 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 hook you up. Get you a pair of headphones. Because uh, they're the coolest band ever, and and, yes. uh, and so yeah, got got to go into the studio. So I, I've been I've been on on several episodes of Magpod already because you guys played Boomerang at the beginning. Ah, uh, awesome. yeah, yeah. I I, I uh, Brad even took video in the studio and like like sent it to me via email. So I've got like video of like me doing claps next to Reese and Scott and doing gang vocals on Against the Sea of Troubles. And, oh man, that's uh, the best best day ever, man. Best day. Uh. Ever. That sounds that's wonderful. Sick. Yeah. Did you? That's so, um, that's so fun. Was. Did you get any uh, cheeses songs out of this arrangement? <laughs> did you suggest any songs you wanted to hear? You know, I I, I should have. Uh, yeah. That that maybe that'll go down on my list of regrets. Uh, yeah. To, to revisit if I get another shot at this life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We need we need to get some of these folks like uh that, that are name dropped in songs like moist and stuff on you know, we, we put out we put out something i feel like to try and like i think we put it out in the i hate five iron group and like i feel like were, yeah if there's any if, if there's gonna be anybody that contributed to uh to get a, a song on cheeses it's gonna be somebody in the i hate five iron group sure uh, so, but like we didn't, we didn't. Nobody, nobody responded. So maybe everybody's just too, too embarrassed, or uh, I, did it not get traction? I, I don't. Maybe I didn't see it. Where? Okay, that's bizarre. A, that nobody would respond. Okay. Well, Blago. yeah. There's one person that reached out, and they, I think they, they misunderstood the, uh, the question I was asking. But they, they, it wasn't. I was like, you know, is there somebody, were you somebody who contributed to have uh, one of the songs or to get a song written for you? Cause, um, got it. Yeah. Because there's a, yeah, I just, I just, I want to know some of those, those stories and how people, how those, uh, those conversations went and what, what it was like when they were like, because uh, some of those, some of the songs were like, "Oh man, this, this rules," and then you gotta, you gotta think other people were like, "Oh, well, I guess I paid for," <laughs> you know, some, uh, some, uh, somebody uh, got yeah. to Astoria, and then, <laughs> which is yeah. arguably like 
the greatest of the cheeses songs. I mean, but then, you know, yeah. other, somebody got a, but then, they all, then again, somebody also got trombone in the face, which is an outstanding, yeah, both good. <laughs> outstanding, outstanding song. Um, wait, is trombone in the face? That's on a. I think it's on is, second coming of Jesus. Second coming of Jesus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. If we would have been, uh, people who submitted our names had they done any cheeses and got back to Astoria, I would be floored. Uh, yeah. What, what an incredible song to have <laughs> made for you. Um, yeah, for real. but moving along from, uh, engine and cheeses to the new record, uh, John, you came prepared with some thoughts and we wanted to go through some of these songs. We talked about them last up. We want, want to talk about them, uh, with you tonight and see some of what you had to say about it. Sure. Uh, well, I've, I've, I've got notes on every track. Uh, Perfect. First, yeah. Uh, first, what an amazing album, first and yes. foremost. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Are um, you, how do you feel about sort of, this is something that's come up many times on the pod. I have a hard time sort of making peace with the idea that even though I feel like these last two records are objectively their best, I cannot replace my favorite five iron albums, which are the early ones. How do you sort of rank albums wise? Do you think about it in that way or, or how do you feel about that? Uh, the newest one is, has been my favorite every, cool. every, to- every time, every they time they come out. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I like that. but, but I, I, I do, I, when I go back and listen, I, I did an art project a couple years ago where I, I, I made word clouds of, of like all the album covers. Mm, uh, cool. yeah. And, and so I, studied all the lyrics and um I that really caused me to love some of the tracks on the first album that I had been skipping for years. Hmm. Uh but as as far but it didn't really raise it in 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 the ranks. Um I yeah I, I don't know if I've got a least favorite. Uh, uh in engine engine has a special place because it's like it brought him back from the dead and yeah and, right. and it like but uh I, I think any any time we've got an opportunity to hear what Scott's been working on and like what Reese has been thinking about, we're better off. Right. Uh, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you um, you liked all the hype more than our newest album ever. Is that is that what you're saying? Uh, no. No, that's a good point. <laughs> no, that. <laughs> That, that that that's 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 a good point. Uh, that with the, the the my first my my first time through all the hype. I really loved Giants. Um, mm-hmm. I and I I like I liked uh, World Without End because I I love I love anytime you know a, a people sing and there's you know bells and stuff and like mm-hmm. it's like a choir. I, I love joining in with that. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think what I loved about uh, all the hype was just having a new lyric booklet to read, a new 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 thing to sit in my car and listen to. Sure. Um, and all it has a hundred percent more Reese rapping than uh, that's true. is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Kickstarter backer, I'm assuming. Right. Uh, what uh, what what goodies did you did you pick up? Every time I do this thing where I like sign up for multiple Kickstarter accounts because I, I love Five Iron, I wanted to do as uh-huh. well as possible. So I, I also signed up for like the di- tour of Denver with with Leonor. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I did three. I had I had to create uh, a third. 
account because I I wanted to get that uh, the test pressing uh, that, sure that they had that that went like that so uh, sure I I got a newest album ever test pressing that's super cool that's so, quite a piece of memorabilia right there oh man yeah it was a uh, it was it was there and gone in seconds so um, I feel very fortunate but. Yeah, it's it's also the one like of their LPs that I don't have. You know, I I have all the rest of the full lengths and it's one that is hard to come by. It rarely goes up for sale on eBay or Discogs or anywhere. So nice. um it's nice like, well, I I guess the only copy I'm gonna have is gonna be be the test pressing. Um way to go. But and I'm definitely not going to listen to it. <laughs> um, so when uh, when So We Sing came out, what was your what was your first thought? Oh man, oh man. Uh, so We Sing has my second favorite lyric of the album on it. We are alive if we still sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, be, being isolated during the pandemic and you know like not being able to be around people and I, i'm a musician i've spent a life in performing ensembles choirs bands uh and so um not being able to be around people not being able to sing with people and them releasing a whole song about how being able to sing together makes us alive i i mean i'm, I'm i i get choked up now yeah. and it, it it definitely hit me hard it, it, hit, it hit me good it was exactly what i needed uh, yeah, that's a theme that kind of circles back on the album a couple times too. I mean, it you know closing out with Werfano, it's definitely a theme too of singing and not letting people take that away from you, and um, you know Reese encouraging us as sort of this community to keep singing. I mean that that I imagine that that hits. It's a it's like a metaphor, but it's also literal. And I imagine for someone who's a vocal performer who loves this band that would hit especially hard. Yeah. Um, kind of having that theme throughout the record. 100%. So you were, yeah. you were psyched about kind of the direction that they were headed with the new album of sort of more of the, the, I mean, I know So We Sing isn't exactly that, but the sort of two-tone dub sound of Ska. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the exploration of, of slower tempos and, and new sound design, um, like all, all the learning that Scott must have done to do the sound design for the fast feeling, like he totally yeah. brought that. He totally brought that to Five Iron. Yeah, and it just cool new sounds. Like you guys talk about the fuzzy bass all the time. Love that fuzzy bass. Yeah, uh, and I love like yeah. The, the there's some some reggae keys going on. In, yes, uh, in uh, which one is in in, in Renegade? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah. There's. Uh, should I just go through the tracks? I, yeah, or, sure. Let's start it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's let's uh, yeah. Let's talk about. Let's, let's go let's into go the from, outdoor. Let's yeah. go through the. Let's go through through the outdoor. <laughs> do, you, um, do do you guys want to do you want to listen to any of it or do you if there's something specific you want to you want to highlight I can play something or what do you or do you just want to kind of share your thoughts? Oh, I, I, we I, that that all depends y'all uh played y'all highlighted the exact section of in through the outdoor that is just my favorite part uh on the on the episode you released a couple days ago uh that where um 
I, I just have in my notes breakdown section rules. Yes, correct. Uh, but, yeah, uh, but, uh, the, but like the way Micah and Andy hand like the straight eighth pulse back and forth for a second, and the horns come in and then it flips to triplets. It's like it's just it, it's it's fun as hell, and I'm I'm not tired of it even after like analyzing it to describe it here. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, song, you know, that's, song rules. Yeah, yeah, that's this is this is interesting because you know I uh, you know we talk when we talk to. Scott, uh, you know, I love geeking out with people who are excited about something, you know, and, and Scott is, he, like the stuff that like, that we connect with on these albums, like, like you talked about, like a lot of the sound design and the, uh, some of the, the small little nuanced things that Scott adds that like I love the textures. Scott adds textures all over yes. the place, and yes. uh, from 2013 until you know over these past seven eight years, clearly he's been he's gotten he's become a much better sound engineer producer, mm-hmm. uh, and so he's he's got he's just got that ear for for that kind of stuff. And so you talking about uh, music theory stuff that I have no idea what it means, but like I I love hearing people like get psyched and and getting into that 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 sort of nerdy element of of music because people hear different stuff. Like some people are like, oh yeah, that sounds cool, but then you're like, oh, they're the triplets, and then it does this thing. It's like <laughs> like it's just it's great. It's great. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. Like to to we must sound very pedestrian. No. When we, when we talk like about when it goes dun dun. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you familiar with, with, with the coastline problem uh, in, in map making? No. Uh, it's, it's kind of impossible to tell how long a coastline is because the closer, you, like from space, it looks like it's this one kind of line, but then from a right. thousand feet up, it looks like a different shape line and you get right up into it. It's just like, there's no clear line here. It's just kind of water hitting around. Hmm. Uh, and so, like, the closer you get to a coastline, the longer it technically gets because the, the, all the little inlets count as distance. Hmm. Uh, and so with, with music, like, analyzing music is a total coastline problem. Like, every every piece of music is bottomless in what you can get out of it. Hmm. Uh, hmm. You can just take it in as a, as a listener and experience it, or you can really dive in and, like, talk about how, like, the harmonics of the voices are working together or, like, how the rhythm is working with the harmony or, like, how the, how the, how the melody brings out... Like there's just an infinite amount of like ways you can explore uh, any any well crafted piece of music, um, and Scott is adept at uh, mm-hmm. putting putting multiple ideas in a place where they they all seem to belong. Yeah. Uh, and are you and- familiar with the uh, the uh, open up that pit problem? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a problem, you, bro. <laughs> you you measure how much a song makes you want to open up a particular pit. Uh, <laughs> the closer to the pit you get, uh, <laughs> yeah, the more the more more uh, more, more, bo- more bo- bows you're throwing in the pit. Oh man, yeah, uh, the, uh, 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 yes, the, uh, the the ancient musicology question, the the, the, pit, the open pit problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love oh, the man. idea yep. of like yeah harpists or something <laughs> hundreds of years ago, just like trying to figure out how to put a pit together for their concert or whatever. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, 
I mean, that's that Joanna Newsom has really been trying to nail that down for for many years. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, y'all are that that, that joke that joke is gonna land with approximately like zero people. Yeah, nobody people are nope. into Joanna Newsom. They should check her out. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody who listens to our podcast is listening to Joanna Newsom. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe I'm not giving our listeners enough credit. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, she's they married to Andy Samberg for, for crying out loud. Get it, get it together, guys. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. Did you, did, <laughs> other than the breakdown being awesome, did you have other, uh, into the outdoor thoughts? Uh, the, the, the beginning, uh, the, the be- reminded me a lot of vertigo by you too, but I felt really bad for mm. thinking that. Yeah. I, th- I felt really bad for expecting a race to say, uns dos tres catorce. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. I, I'm a big U2 fan. I think that song is great. So yeah. Well, I think, I think there's Reese already has one opening line song and that's American kryptonite. And he can't, he can't, he can't do any better than American (laughs) kryptonite. Yeah. 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 American. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. There it is. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) I'm glad Scott wasn't in the band at that moment only so that that got onto the album. Definitely, definitely. Like oh my god! Let that happen. Oh, that, that's that's my that's my favorite story from from the day I spent in in, in the studio Ooh, yeah. at Five Iron is, is when, when when Scott tried to tried to get my input on the lyrics to Battle Dancing Unicorns. Uh, not his favorite. Yes. He, he it was clear he'd been he'd been pressing on Reese for a while, and Reese had just shown me the lyrics, and he's like, "Yeah, it's kind of like I'm thinking about like it's like bands that I don't know the names of on these lineup posters. Like we're work, we're kind of fighting against these bands that I don't even know who they are." And Scott was like, I hate these lyrics. Put this over somebody else's music. And and, uh, and, and Reese was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to change it. And Scott was like, I should ask John what he thinks. John, what do you think? And so I'm, I'm, I, what am I going to say? My, my favorite songwriter, my favorite lyricist are now right. asking me for input on, mm-hmm. on their art. And, and so I, I, just, I just kind of tried to disappear from t- <laughs> time and space and, and it didn't work. So, so I, I, I had to just muster out, I like what I would do. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but then later Reese emailed me. He was like, "Yeah, I think I might rewrite those lyrics." And you know, I, I in a, in a moment of I I don't know what I was like, "Oh, if you think they're the right lyrics, then just leave them the way they are." And so Scott may never forgive me for for <laughs> <laughs> for, for doing, but I, I don't was think this, I had that much. Uh, I think he was just trying to get a fan to be like they're terrible. Was uh, this uh, really the me, was this the homophilia lyrics? Because uh, wasn't no, that. Wasn't that at one what? point he was consider it was homophilia and then it became battle, battle dancing. dancing. You know, it was already so battle I'm, dancing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because he had kind of had these more serious lyrics at first, and then he decided to make it sillier. And um, yeah, it was. And then I think that song sort of become eventually became God hates flags. Right. 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 Um, so, but I mean, uh, now Scott says that he understands that a lot of fans love that song and love that it's on the album. So. There you go. I, yeah, I I for I, one am glad that a song like that does not appear on until the shakes apart. I think I think that would have uh, taken taken me out of the experience of what is being said overall on the record, and sure. and if there if I I can't imagine. 
any one of the songs on this record being replaced with something else. Yes. Uh, well, Reese was talking about putting Employee of the Century, which he read lyrics that, on our show that, too. That would have been a disaster. Um, and I think he realized that it wasn't going to be a good fit. So anyway, no. I hope that song sees the light of day somehow though. It, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Employee of the Century will see the light of day at some point, but it had no it had no business being on the tone the tone shift would have given people whiplash right uh so you know like talking about like doing someone's mom or something in the lyrics or something right. like that wasn't wasn't that something yeah, like that something yeah something about like, somebody's mom yeah, yeah like wearing yeah. sunglasses at night and whatever right. and then it's like okay now we're going back to talking about you know smashing fascism and like tearing right. down confederate statues yeah like, yeah um yeah yeah, so, no, well, not, and again, not not to over not to, uh, uh, regarding battle dancing unicorns, not to oversell my importance. I'm pretty sure if I had done nothing, there would only been the exact same. <laughs> sure. they, they did what they uh, wanted for the to record, do. The for the record, John Carmack is the reason battle dancing unicorns <laughs> yes. exists. Um, let's get that on the record. Please forever. forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are happy. Uh, our, our boy Danny I'm, Stairs just got a battle dancing unicorn tattoo, so Reese did I'm, something right. Exactly, and, and I, I love the song. I love the music video for for the record. Yeah. Now, yes. Now that I'm no longer on the spot with the band. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Um, Lonesome uh, for her heroes. Uh, yeah. The, the the problems he's describing about Denver are prevalent in Austin, where I used to live as well, and mm. probably any area with a similar economic profile. And I'm, mm. I'm so glad Reese is saying this stuff. Yeah. 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 This is one that Andrew was saying. Uh, was like a big grower. Like it started yep. as something you liked, but the more time that you spent with it, the more it kind of rose up your list. And I, I definitely yeah. feel that way too. It was a, grow, it was a grower, it. not a shower. I know. Me. As soon as I said grower, I was like, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> opening myself up here. Knocked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the vibe of that song is so cool. And to your point earlier uh, about kind of the, you know, the textures and stuff, it's such a, those echoey, uh, keys that are kind of a part of it in that kind of two-tone dub style like i yeah i love the whole vibe and the trombone solo uh that's that song right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um there we go so good there are those like textured guitars right so good yeah it's it's great and i think you know uh initially you know this was i wasn't sold on the idea of this being the second song but because of the way engine goes to so far and it keeps that energy going and you're just like yeah yeah and then lonesome like just like takes it down a notch but right. but i just i i just love the song now so it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter to, yeah. to me that it's that it's second at this point <laughs> reese also has his whole thing about only putting the hits on prime numbers um, <laughs> yes <laughs> so i wonder if there's something to sticking some of these more vibey slower old school ska songs on the even songs uh I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> whatever <Definitely>. works for him. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, uh, uh, anything else you want to say about that one? While uh, supplies last is ten. That that no, that's that, eleven, oh. dude. Isn't that eleven? Uh, no, it's uh, ten. Hmm. I think Flowery Song made them fourteen as well. He made uh, as much. Yeah, I think this is a in. yeah, this is a recent development for him, I believe. Okay, okay. Um, he we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anything else? Sorry. You to say? Oh, uh, on on uh, Lonesome for Heroes. That that's all I got. For, I'm sure I'll have more thoughts in a year. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Right on. <laughs> uh, so we sing. We talked about it a little bit, but did you have other other things you wanted to say? Uh, I definitely uh, uh, just a great song. Uh, it gets me singing every time. Uh, mm-hmm. We are alive if we still sing. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Can't get enough. Yeah, I love that. You know, this is this is um. <sighs> I I was telling uh, uh, Meg from Monterey yesterday, I think it was yesterday, I was saying that like in talking about this album that anytime a new album comes out that rules right now, I'm like, I get angry because I know I can't go and see yeah. the bands play. And uh, so I'm like, you know, I, 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 you know, while supplies last comes out, I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? And like some of these songs where I'm just like, uh, you know, punk rock hair. You know, you want to like, you want to get in, get in the pit. You want to get there and like, you want to sing these new songs with like, and you're just like, oh, no, well, so we sing. Nope. Can't sing. We're not singing. I know. So it's, it's, uh, keep it I can't all wait. After the day. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Can't wait till we can all, we can all gather together Same. again where, where are y'all i'm in st paul minnesota okay i'm in chicago okay so we started off uh in chicago together andrew moved north to where i grew up and we swapped places but anyway we wherever the show is if it's if it's in chicago if it's in minnesota we'll, we'll be there i'm gonna i'm traveling boy i'm yeah. gonna wisconsin Wisconsin, you know, I, uh, I'll, uh, I'll hit up, I'll hit up Michigan. I'll hit up, you know, I'll, I'll go down to, I don't know if they, if they play rocket town in, in, in Nashville, oh, man, yeah. we got to make that pilgrimage to rocket town, brother. Heck we've, yeah. uh, we've been talking for a long time about actually doing a Denver trip and, uh, and meeting up with the band and seeing all the things. So someday that will happen, but, uh, it will. Yes. Perhaps Heck this yeah. year we'll see. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, they I'm sure uh Stanton, Virginia, they've probably got a huge, you know, a hu- huge place that they can uh less interested <laughs> in, in that trip, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> you know, they, uh, anyway. Um, bullfight? Uh oh yeah, bullfight. Um cool to hear piano on a five iron track. It's not a yes. yeah. This is done uh, with a da 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 right? Yeah, I, yes. Yeah, the low, so the low piano. Do you, do you have John, did you put do you have a top 3? Did you put together a top 3? Um or do you it. have it have it off the top of your dome or is it too difficult at this point? It's 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 nebulous at this point like okay. songs are competing for spots 2 and 3. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that um that uh what which one is it? Uh, like something I missed is my favorite for a very specific reason that okay, required gotcha. that required me to mishear a lyric. Oh, uh, but 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 uh, I'll I'll get to, I'll get to that. In a minute. Okay, okay. So, sounds pro- good. So something I missed uh, probably one, uh, two would be Renegade, hmm. um, and then three. God, I don't even know. I don't even know. Uh, there's so many. They're so good. 
yeah. I, 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 I couldn't do it to, to, ex- to exclude any of the four that I'm thinking of. Eventually, I'm just going to be listing all the tracks on the album. <laughs> tell you what my third favorite song is. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, Bullfight, uh, it's, I mentioned earlier, you know, being, being a, a conservative raised teenager, uh, it was kind of cool to, to grow up and, and, and realize where I'd been a little discompassionate and a little uh, mm. unthoughtful in my, in my previous beliefs. But like, as, as a grown up leftist, I still get to like my favorite band from when I was a teenager. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, so bullfight is just, it's just, just more proof of, of just me being able to do that. I mean, yeah, God, it's great. It's great. Uh, yeah. I can't ima- you imagine being like a, a leftist Kanye fan right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it'd be yeah. like being a leftist trapped fan. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I got nothing specific other than I just I just love being able to listen to Fire Iron as a as a leftist adult. Yes, and also the uh, acknowledging the and extending the compassion to observe the journey that Reese has been on for twenty five years. You know mm. that where his lyrics were, even even though they were still some of the, the we've discussed ad nauseum on the on the pod that you know while at you know 2020 2021 standards some of the lyrics might be problematic or cringy in some ways uh at the time they were uh kind of a big deal and and uh significant for a particular scene and uh yeah and and to your point like yeah still being able to throw on an album from from 1997 or whatever and be like and still be okay with it rather than feeling ooh this is a this is a bad take or whatever right yeah, yeah. Uh, where zero meets the 15 uh still gets me uh yeah. still yeah. speaks to me still moves me yeah track two album one uh, yep. yeah 100%. yeah yeah uh renegades up there for for all of us mm, uh, yeah as one of our faves but yeah talk yeah. about why why it's so high for you uh yeah both like it's more of my attention each realism but, but renegade is, is so good uh i, I like I, i've seen a lot of people on on the boards and on on social media saying it's their favorite already yeah uh but yeah the, the sound design design choice design the, the sound <laughs> sound design choices you're from uh, australia the, I've been hiding it all this time. (laughs) Your Australian accent is about as good as mine is. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. Uh, Too too long in the states. Can't can't learn it now. Too old. Uh, But yeah, the 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 fuzzy bass, the the reggae upbeats, uh, the 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 line, um, sing your myths of laissez faire. Mm. Uh, you want followers, but not pacifists. Uh, yeah. You want our ledgers black. We want our children back. Like, mm-hmm. get them, get them, dude. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, I feel like so many people have identified that as just like, that's an all time Reese line right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. powerful. And, and the, the way it, it works with the, the music that it has that moment where everything stops and he's he, like the build up underneath it. We want our children back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, so oh, good. Oh, so good. It, de- the lyrics definitely by the same guy who wrote Blessed Are the Landmines. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I've been here for it. I'm still here for it. Powerful. Yes. yes. Yeah. 100%. Mm. I, uh, what are your, what are your takes on, uh, 
you know, John brought attention to this um, on our album episode. Other people, some it's very very few, but there have been I've seen some critiques of the the uh, the optics of post January sixth of uh, tearing down barricades and storming palisades and hearing the riots from your motorcades. Does a uh, does any of that strike you differently or is it, or do you, as I see it, do you see it as a simply as metaphor and as one person or not as one person said, uh, Reese calling for violence. <laughs> um, I, I took, I took it as a metaphor. I, 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 I've, I, I think it's, it's hard to convince anyone that Reese Rover would advocate for violence. Yeah. Um, and, 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 uh, I, I, I think if you look at his body of work, you see that that's something that's fairly abhorrent to his way of being. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so when I hear storm the barricades, you hear it from your motorcades, uh, it may, maybe the optics did change. Maybe, maybe now it's kind of a bad look. Um, but I, I don't, I don't hear it that way. I, I don't, I don't see it that way. I, I think the criticism uh, would be a little unfair if it was leveled without giving him a chance to defend himself and explain it. Uh, if somebody wanted to just straight up cancel him, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to get much support from people who who know what he's been talking about his whole life. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't be wrong about that. I, I, I don't know. It is some. We do have to be careful, but I don't know. What do, you, what do y'all think? I mean, I I brought it up on our show less as like a calling out Reese for being irresponsible and more struggling with my own sort of uh, tendency to pump my fist to, to punk songs about tearing down the barricades and storming the palisades when I think about how uh, people who believe things very differently from me uh, would use that as like... Uh, an ethos to literally do those things uh, to to get the opposite kind of society that I want. So mm. I'm not wording this well, but basically, like it just it brings up my own struggles of like feeling okay one minute um, in the context of sort of uh, one kind of uprising, and then having witnessed another kind, sort of wrestling with like, oh, was it? Should I not uh, immediately? pump my fist to songs about storming the barricades and the palisades, you know? So anyway, I guess it's more of like a self-reflective mind state it puts me in. Sure. Uh, I, I don't think Reese was advocating for violence. No, and I, I, I don't I, think so either. And I, I, I wouldn't back somebody up in an argument if they said that around me. I'd, I'd probably push back a little bit. Uh, or if they, if they were really convinced, maybe find another conversation to join. Yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. I don't think that's... Uh, as John stated in our last that last episode, rich history of in punk of fighting the uh, establishment, and yeah. um, I I just think it's it's just it also happens to be that uh, barricades rhymes with renegades. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, and a week after 
<laughs> you know, just a week before that, you know, people were tearing, actually literally tearing down barricades. But um, you have to like think about the context of, of what the song is about versus what the people who tore down the barricades at the Capitol were uh, fighting for. Right. Yeah. On one hand, Reese is talking about uh, Christians standing behind gun manufacturers and uh, supporting uh, up, you know, using the the founding fathers, as he said, to justify owning any number of weapons indiscriminately, and mm-hmm. children being murdered uh, indiscriminately, and us not doing anything about it. Versus uh, people upset that uh, their person lost in a legitimate election. Mm-hmm. So one of those is actually an injustice, right? You know, yes. I'm I'm not I'm not calling for violence either, but one of those is certainly more justified for uh, in terms of a protest mm-hmm. and calling and calling out for a legitimate cry for justice in one of those situations. Yes. I, I think to compare the BLM protests to what happened at the Capitol is to be deliberately obtuse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's yeah. Another thing, just seeing the people trying to make that false equivalency and that's very frustrating. Sure. Yeah. And, and the people who want to make that equivalency for some reason don't support the BLM protest, but do support the Capitol riot. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, continuing that theme a little bit, <laughs> Tyrannus. <laughs> uh, what do you think about Tyrannus? Uh, so there's a, a lot of rage that comes with being you. You 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 all know there's a lot of rage that comes with being a person who simultaneously believes people deserve rights, who also lives in the Bible Belt. Uh, like be, believing people deserve rights and living in the Bible Belt, a lot of rage that comes with that, and so. Yeah. Uh, like you've got people teaching you about compassion on Sunday and then they'll send you a meme about murdering Mm. Muslims on like, like the same guy, the same guy. And it's, 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 it's just when you're, when you're 15, you have to take the authority and be like, yeah, yes, sir. Totally. Yeah. Whatever, man. Uh, and, and and so there, there, you sort of just like, you feel that rage in your chest and you're like, well, I guess I'm going to feel this for forever. Uh, and, uh, so a song like Tyrannus comes on and Reese sings what I feel and Andy pounds out this just powerful expression, uh, and just ties it into Scott's music. And it's just a hundred percent my shit. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm into this. It's, it's good. Tyrannus kick-ass track, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I texted Andrew after he recorded that I was like, did I not give a fair enough shake to Tyrannus? Cause that song rules. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I I was a little like lukewarm maybe uh when I described it, but the more that I obviously I'm a hundred percent on board with the lyrics as you're saying. Um and it's such a, a fun driving punk song. But the more that I listen to it, the more that I'm like, I actually really love this song. So anyway. All right. Yeah. No, it's I'm the uh the build up to the chorus. Yeah. Talking about uh tearing down the uh bulldozing the the statues that you never earned 
Yeah. You know, and, and burning the flags. I'm just like, oh, put it in directly into my veins. <laughs> yes. It has you been. Know. We we were kind of speculating before the album came out, like, how would this be perceived across the board, just considering how explicitly it's sort aggressive. Of, yeah, <laughs> aggressively uh left leaning uh the album is not even leaning. Um <laughs> But it's fully on, it's fully on its on, side, bro. It's all the way there. <laughs> um, but seeing so many people in the groups and stuff, like you're saying, John, like calling out um, some of those lines. Yeah, like the tell me what you fly that flag for you two face mm. lying patriot as being mm. like as powerful as we find them has been really gratifying. Like I really think Reese's poetry, even for people who may not be fully on board with the politics, like you kind of can't deny how he lays so much of this bear in such a, in such a powerful way. So anyway, yeah, yeah. These are, um, you know, it's, it's so, it's so curious to me that it's the cognitive dissonance that must exist. I don't know, maybe, and maybe I'm not giving people enough credit that maybe there are more conservative people who listen to five iron and just, tolerate the more uh liberal or progressive songs and they're just like fine whatever i just like to skank and i like the worship songs and they just Uh. sort of overlook it but i am curious that there are people that are that in this year uh who are like like i'm i'm just so curious that that they hold the positions they do and still really love five iron, despite the fact that it's so opposite of what they believe. I just, it's just curious to me that I, I don't, I don't necessarily seek out art. uh, That's like, Oh, I disagree with literally everything this person's singing about. Like I, that's just not, what I do. So it's, it's curious to me. Maybe, maybe these people deserve some credit. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. I, I, I wish I, I wish I like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. The cognitive, it must be so uncomfortable. Sorry, John, what were you going to say? No, no, go ahead. It, uh, yeah. it, 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 it must be, it, it, ha- it has to be just like, can, like, I, I, I think you said it. I, I'm trying to rephrase it. I'm like, no, you, what am I going to say? You're right. Like, it's gotta be so uncomfortable. Um, just holding those beliefs and trying to, reconcile i know that i see I some people see... i just can say i know i see some people commenting like i may not agree with everything that the album says but i enjoy it you know i feel like the takes that i've seen that are fully like i can't stay on board with five iron anymore have been very small compared to people either fully being into it or people being like i don't know fully what i think but i really like it you know so anyway i have seen at least one post that I appreciated that uh, that somebody was saying that Reese was really causing them to wrestle mm. with some with what they thought about some of these things and yeah good cool. I think yeah, that's good. I think that's that's um yeah I mean that's what Five Iron will do and yeah. I hope and it seems like it's he's still doing that with people. I don't know how old this guy is, but you got to think that a majority of 
five iron fans, at least fans that have been around since the beginning are in their late thirties or early forties. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's kind of their, their wheelhouse fan, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that they didn't pick up newer fans along the way. Of course they did, but mostly uh, that group's kids. I think right. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's, I had, I did, I did, there was one conversation that was going on in the, I hate five iron group where, you know, I've, I just feel like I've been seeing more trolls since the album has come out hmm. and it's, it's, it's frustrating to me because yeah, like, look, we can have we can have reasonable conversations around the lyrics and disagree and stuff, but like saying it's it's pretty disingenuous to say like Reese wants violence or yes, uh, you know that systemic racism is a myth or whatever. So right. yeah, that's some that's some trolley stuff to post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I I don't get it. I, I I don't I I don't know what a troll get. Whatever a troll gets out of what they do, I I don't get it. Like I don't empathize. I don't understand. You got to yeah. trigger the libs, bro. I, I guess I guess so. I guess snowflake. That's... You snowflake cuck. <laughs> got uh, uh, they got me. They got me. What am I gonna do gotcha. now? God, uh, it just seems like uh, such an exhausting way to live your life. Like man, oh, what, what a miserable way to of? live. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm with um, you. I'm with you. John. Yeah, with you, yeah. They're just gonna go get in my get in my my Ford F one fifty with an all live splatter bumper sticker on it, and uh, all live splatter is that a thing? Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a bumper sticker that shows a, a like a truck running down. It says all live splatter. No one cares about your protest, and like showing like people cool. being hit by a truck. You know, uh, God. You know because. That's... It's almost like uh, you know, <laughs> that didn't happen at, in real life and at a right, white right. supremacist rally and right. right. Super right. cool guys. Come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. Ugh. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> old anxiety. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, uh, this this country is a rough place to live. And never, uh, <laughs> all things, uh, the the line uh, b- before my bones are dust. This is how I fund your trust. Is really sweet uh, and also cynical, and, and and that that's not really an easy balance to strike. I really appreciate it when Reese can pull stuff like that off. Hmm. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, all anxiety is a fun one to, to dance and jump to in the '90s. Jump up and down, bob your head, kind of dance. Uh, For sure. It's, it's, a little slow to skank to, but you could probably do it. I think I, I, you could probably do it. I, I, yeah, I'm curious about your thoughts on the song because this one that I, I found John hates this song. I don't hate this song. <laughs> I'm sort of. It's probably my least favorite. I think partly because what you're saying about it sort of being this very bouncy vibe, but it just kind of threw me. And I also can't. the The lyrics are a little elusive to me. Um, and Andrew, I think you described it well in our episode, but yeah, I mean, like John, like, can you unpack that line that you called out for me? Like why it's powerful to you? Cause I don't know that I fully grasp it. Oh, the line before my bones are dust. This is how I find your trust. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like, it, it's, I, I assume he's saying that to his daughter. I don't know who else he'd be mm. saying it to. He's, he's it, like, 
they they just did this Kickstarter. They raised a ton of they raised a ton of cash, and he's singing into a microphone because it's part of his job now. Mm. Uh, and so he's he's saying, "Before I die, I'm going to sing this song, and hopefully it'll help you pay for college." It's all mm. I know to do. Huh. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's really sweet. And like he's talking, mean, he's talking to her, but he knows he's talking to us too in the audience. And so it's kind of cynical. It's like, hey, thanks for paying for my daughter's college. Hmm. Uh, uh, or, or whatever she ends up using the trust for, and so it's it's really sweet and also kind of cynical, and and uh, it's, that's that I I like I like that I I yeah. just I like pulling I like when they do that. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know we'll get into it with the next track too, but I think both of these songs at first I, I didn't dismiss them. I just like couldn't really fully appreciate them, and I think both of you are kind of saying like these are both songs that kind of sound sweet but belie a sort of uh, sadness or cynicism that's maybe a little deeper than on the surface level. So the more that I sit with them, the more that they they resonate with me. Yeah, the I mean it's it's a lot of again this is a this is a song about songs and about singing, uh, which mm. kind of goes throughout the album and and he, Reese talks about you know, name checks a bunch of artists that are meaningful to him and um, how they were important to him in his coming of age. And this is, you know, maybe sharing those memories with his kids and as a way to, for them to get to know him in a, a way that was a, a version of him that's different than the version of that he is now. I don't know. Mm. I I, like I did I did have this sense that this there was a a sadness to the song. I think that's kind of, I don't I don't remember exactly the words I used about describing the song, but it it it's the bounciness uh betrays you <laughs> because it's <laughs> the lyrics that's uh the lyrics are not not as bouncy. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Um, and yeah, I sort of put, I sort of feel like homelessly devoted to you is a little bit lumped in with that song, but yeah. What do you think about that one, John? Uh, homelessly devoted. I dissociated. Okay. Homelessly devoted. Uh, so musically, uh, I didn't finish my note on this one. Okay. Okay. Uh, But this one, this one stood out to me from the first listen. Um, it, it, like, there's just something about it that my ear just likes, and I haven't really pegged that, haven't really pegged that down yet. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it's a good song. And I, 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 I don't think it'll be everybody's favorite, but it's, it stood out to me as just like musically being interesting. Uh, I, I wish I had more to say, but I didn't, I did not finish my note on this one and I, I'll, uh, I'll shame myself about it later. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Thanks y'all. Thanks y'all. Yeah. This is one that once Andrew explained it to me, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's definitely what this is. And now it means more to me. Um, so I'm definitely like uh, warming to it more, but okay. Yeah. Uh, one heart hypnosis. One heart. Uh, I have in my notes uh, swung eighth notes. What is this? A debut's album? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. Sick burn. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. Uh, but but those are swung sixteenth. So I, I should have said, what is this? A rap song? But I, I didn't want to sound like a boomer in the nineties. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this song is is also dope. Uh, I, I I've never been a I've never been big on the uh, people spend too much time on their phones sentiment, but 
But like, I, I, I know that people feel that way and it is kind of a problem if it's interfering with your like social functioning. And so like, I, 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 I don't mind somebody writing a song about like, hey, maybe spend less time on your phone and, and pay, hang, hang out with your friends. I, I think that's great. You know, pay attention to each other, love one another. I think that's great. Um, and I know there's more to it than that. And I haven't, I haven't really, you, you, y'all did a really great analysis uh, that, that brought new stuff to my mind. And I listened to the episode earlier today and my, my memory's uh, foggy on it, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I really enjoy what y'all had to say about it. I, I do like the song. I love the chorus. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, right. We were kind of saying like, it's possible as has been the case with some Dennis songs across the albums for it to feel like a little bit out of place among the other songs. And I think if the only sort of takeaway is like spend less time on your phone, that doesn't quite fit with the rest of the songs, which isn't keeping with that point. But I I guess I feel like part of the implicit message of isolating yourself and spending time on your phone is like um, only sort of building up this world of, um, putting your social media bubble or your, you know, it, it allows people to escape into the kinds of behavior, um, that doesn't allow them to like continue relationships in the real world, but, um, grow yes. these toxic relationships online. So that's kind of where I thought about it. Yeah. Y'all, y'all mentioned the line about now he, now he is alone, truly is alone. And, right. and and that that did when you when y'all brought that up that that stood out to me as like oh that is what the song is about that that makes more sense that sounds more um in line and and that that sort of brought it back to where i i i liked it more and got it more and then i forgot before we were <laughs> sure <laughs> thanks for reminding me it's also i, I mean yeah, I think sorry, it's a ahead, lot Andy. of it's no i was just gonna say i think a lot of the song too is about pre- ultimately about presence and being present mm. mm-hmm. and uh, you know, days passing us by and uh, affections on a subject far from home and mm-hmm. and love that he might have known, things that like we are not paying attention to now in front of us and we're just so distracted by things that are actually not actively in our lives. Right. And... And so, yeah, I mean, I think some people could look at this song and be like, okay, boomer. But I do think that <laughs> right. there are elements to this song that I, I, in a lot of ways where I think that it's not like this argument had, that hasn't been made before in any other generations. Like, oh, people are spending too much time in front of their TVs. Oh, people are spending too much right. time with their newspapers and their radios. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you know, the, like any any sort of invention, people are always saying the older generation is saying, "Oh, these young whippersnappers are spending too much time with their Atari twenty six hundreds or whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I I do think that there there is going to be uh, a point where a reliance on devices and screens for interpersonal communication and connection will become a problem if it's not already a significant problem. So I think this is different than somebody just being like, you know, uh, you're, you know, you know, get off, get off the Facebook or whatever. This is, this is, this is deeper than just like, than that sort of argument. 
Sure. We're, we're, yeah, if we're talking about the people who have, you know, left their family behind for Q, then, then yes. Yeah. We're Yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that. hundred percent. And, and so knowing that that's like upon a deeper reading of the lyrics or even a clearer reading of the lyrics, that's, that's what he's saying. I'm with it. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Musically. And now people in Q are all disillusioned. Thank God. Thank God. Um, what were you Musically, say, I was going to ask, uh, John, do you still play trumpet at all? I, uh, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, if you don't do something for 15 years, I, I think you're technically bad at it again. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I would, if, if they were a ska band that needed a trumpet player in Irvine and they, they had my phone <laughs> number, I'd, I'd show up. I'd, I'd, wear, <laughs> I'd show up to rehearsal. I'd learn the music. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I also played trumpet um, in high school and then, like, tried to in college, and I'd already, like, not played for long enough that it wasn't really a thing anymore, and I'm sure at this point I would uh, butcher it. But I do feel like the trumpet part of my brain activates uh, in such a, like, I don't know, euphoric way when i hear the horns on this song <laughs> and throughout the album the horn sound is just i, I love it so much and the warmth yeah. of the horn arrangement in this song in particular really does it for me so wanted to call that out once again to a fellow horn player 100 percent. that that's true and yeah the, the horns i love all the horn lines on this album and you're right this track does have them nice yeah. and mellow in the mix i really you know, feel it's like inter- interesting that we have a uh you guys both played trumpet. We got Robert Gay on the trumpet. We got oh, a lot of we got a lot of trumpet, a lot of trumpet heads out there. Uh, hey, these are these are the children of the sky generation <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, we, never. We like what we like. Yeah, brass That's music. Right. Mm, mm. <laughs> uh, um, should we move on to Wild Supplies, supplies last? last? For sure. Uh, oh, you know, I, I got I I got to re redo what I said earlier. Um, this is Wild Supplies last my favorite on the album by far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, okay. Yeah. That last bit, the dum bum 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 bum. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you if you want to use music theory to break down our doodle doos uh <laughs> feel free to tell us time I'll, signature wise and stuff what's happening I'll, I'll i'll share a screen and like transcribe it on on, on staff paper it'll, it'll it'll work great as a podcast uh, yeah. <laughs> uh um so yeah so first of all hell yeah to this track second mm-hmm. um i like the exploration of slower tempos like at the beginning of this track so at the Kickstarter listening party, I typed into the chat, because this is my first time hearing the tra- chat. This track came on and said, I like the exploration of slower tempos and hearing them find their way into more tracks. Because uh, I'm, I'm old and I need, bre- I need breaks at rock shows now. <laughs> uh, and, and then uh, Andy came into the chat and he's like, just wait, John, LOL. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so, so yeah, th- this song rules. Like I, I feel it in my chest. It's like gratitude of what he's letting me express mm. through, through feeling uh. the emotions song yeah. yes very well said that is yeah. definitely I, how i feel i cannot wait <laughs> for this song live yes yeah. there will be no open pit problem at this uh, no <laughs> no, uh, no open pit problem 
no OPP. There will be <laughs> there will be lots of we will be done with OPP. We will be done with OPP. Yeah, I I mean I've said this countless times now, but I've heard the song so many times, and literally every time he starts screaming. <laughs> I just like full chills go through me. It's just so powerful. Like it, yeah. I don't know. An all timer. I wonder sure. if I can. I wonder if I can not move to this song. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear it for the three thousandth time on this podcast. How dare you? <laughs> so at this point, when you were hearing it the first time, you were like, "Wait a second, mm-hmm. something's happening." Here Those those new horns, I will never, I will never not be into those. And thinking that was the best decision they made on that song. <laughs> yeah, so great. It really takes it to the the next next level. Hundred percent. Yeah, so great. Well, I'm glad you're in our our number one song club with this one. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so that, that pushes something I missed to number two and then uh, Renegade to three. Okay. That's, so there's there's yeah. my top three, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think... Uh, I didn't I didn't want to call you out for not having well supplies <laughs> last in your top three, but, you yeah, know... Just quietly like, okay, this guy doesn't have taste. Got it, got it. <laughs> We're all different. Uh, yeah, I would... But I in, think... this, in this particular case, he's, he's correct in, the, <laughs> in this being the number one. I think... Um, Renegades and While Supplies Last would be my four or five. Uh, so those are very high up there for me too. Uh, I mean, sorry, Renegade and uh, like something I missed would be my four and five. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, Wildcat? Wildcat, I uh, hated it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised to hear Reese quote Rumi, but uh, I'm just enough of a hippie to love it when people quote Rumi. Ah. Uh, the, the, the wound is where the light comes in. Ah, okay. Oh, that's a Rumi. Yeah, yeah. We, were, we were equating it to a Leonard Cohen. Uh, okay, like a Leonard Cohen song. Okay, but, uh, I, but I wonder, I wonder where Reese got it. I don't know. Um, is that is that a is 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 that a Rumi quote that that particular? Um, yes, it appears to be. So that would obviously predate. <laughs> uh, predate Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Yeah, interesting. Okay, yeah. same idea though. Yeah, I think. yeah. definitely. And and Leonard Cohen, you know, he may well have he may well be a Rumi reader. Rumi's been around a while. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's kind of an homage. Now that I see that. Um, totally. Yeah. Interesting. Continue. Uh, oh, totally. Um. Uh. So yeah. Here. 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 Just like that. That wound is where the light comes in every yeah. time. Mm. Chills and just like I, I'm a, I've, I've, I'm not like a huge crier except when I listen to Five Iron albums apparently, mm-hmm. uh, and that one gets me every time. Uh, it's just yeah. a perfect perfect pairing of musical lyrics. Um, just, I, I, overwhelming relief and just grace and just joy. Uh, I'm, I'm gushing, but this this is my 
just favorite band. <laughs> the, 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 the sounds like the sound of five iron, like that guitar crunch, Micah's guitar crunch and Brad's tone, yeah. and Dennis's yeah. tone. And like, these are just deep in my limbic system. And so this, mm. this track, this track, uh, moved me to tears every time I listen to it. Mm. Uh, I, I love Wildcat. Yeah. So when, when they're all working together at the things that they're great at and they all come together in such a satisfying way it really mm-hmm. i mean yeah it's a special band yeah. um yeah i'm eager to to learn more about this song and and uh if it was inspired by something in particular but yeah uh re i think somebody asked on the reese roper is not my real friend facebook group and uh, he he said he, he wanted it to be non-specific. It's not one specific person, but a kind of a person. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. And and yeah, that that may be a story, and he's sticking to it. Uh, but uh, sure. as, as as far as far as public record goes, that seems to be the story. That it's just kind of like nobody's beyond redemption. Even this this person who has kind of faced these things and done these things, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, not not that Reese is like a habitual liar or anything. I just I, <laughs> sure. So yeah, he's yeah, yeah. calling for violence. He's a habitual <laughs> liar. <laughs> this is about uh, Tom he's, Smith. Of he's truly a monster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Definitely. Um, yeah. Well, tell us why uh, you like like something I miss so much. Oh yeah. Uh, so so like at. at I mentioned before, uh, in 2014, had had a psychotic break, become, became unhideably disabled. Uh, I lost some jobs because I just couldn't hear what my bosses were telling me. And so it would seem like I was insubordinate. I just couldn't hear them. Mm. Um, and so uh, during this time, my senses got really confusing. My memory was really fuzzy. And I was always hearing these hostile voices. Linear time wasn't always easy to perceive. But underneath, I, w- I was still me. I was just really lost and confused. And uh, I, I was missing my family and friends. And I was isolated from them. I, but I couldn't talk to them because whenever I would, what I would hear would be like their voices saying awful things. Um, mm. And so I was really, I was really isolated and and really struggling to believe in myself. Uh, and so that that line, um, "I need a low dose of you believing in me." Um, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think Reese was thinking, "Oh, my fans who have suffered psychotic breaks will get this line." <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think it's about maybe his wife and how she helps him get through stuff in little ways is how I, if, if, if I look at the lyrics and think about what he must've been trying to write about, that's what I see. Mm. But as a listener, I need a low dose of you believing in me was very much what I needed in 2014. I, I needed somebody to look at me and just be like, you're okay, man. Yeah. Um, Hmm. yeah and so uh every every time like i that feeling of just needing that is uh yeah really well expressed here um Hmm. yeah yeah and so later in the song uh i misheard the lyric where he says you have not forgotten i heard him say you are not forgotten Hmm. uh which uh i i then tweeted out as my favorite lyric (laughs) Hmm. uh before reading the lyric book and book and realizing i had i heard it wrong uh so whoops uh, and, and Fiverr liked the tweet. So now they know I got the lyric wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, the, that line hearing it as you are not forgotten. And then the soaring, uh, the really triumphant, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, uh, spoke to me because I, I did feel very forgotten. I, I didn't see any of my friends for six, seven months. I didn't leave my house, uh, until I got evicted. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, so, um, that feeling of having been left behind, of having been forgotten because I was so afraid to reach out. Um, Mm. That misheard lyric really unlocked something in me that I needed to feel. uh, Mm. And it was, it was helpful. 
Mm. And so it doesn't bother me that I got the lyric wrong. I went back and I got it right. Now I, now I know what he was really trying to say. And so I just, I just take that as a moment of like grace of just me being able to be given something that mm. if not intended was still powerful. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm glad I got the lyrics right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm embarrassed five right knows I got them wrong. Uh, but I'll, I'll be okay. And I think they will too. Bro, uh, Le- Reese, Reese will probably sing the lyrics wrong at some point <laughs> on his own. So right. Right. you're, you're in good company. That's true. That's Thanks true. for sharing um, that, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that insight into the song. I, it hits me too, in a really powerful way. And, and in a, you know, my personal experience being different from yours, but I feel like it, it sort of unlocks similar emotions maybe um even without that different set of specific circumstances that people might have so i don't know I, whatever he's doing lyrically and whatever the band is doing musically i think is just really operating in this very uh powerful emotional mode on this song um so yeah i really appreciate you sharing that and what it meant for you i think it means something deep for me too um and i can't even like I mean, we we did articulate it a bit in the episode, um, what it may mean or may not mean. Um, but however, whatever the circumstances were under which he wrote it, I think it will be a song that means a lot to a lot of people. So yeah, it, yeah the song is a, a, a big, a big feels one for me. Yeah. And that, that's, that's my, the best thing maybe about art is how it can be universal while still being specific. And, yeah. 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 Cool. You know, well, I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I am curious now if, uh, how many, uh, sheet cakes people are going to start bringing to concerts. <laughs> it really seems to be a new thing and I love it. <laughs> it both makes me feel, I mean, I guess Blue Comb is similar. That was a very emotional song. Um, but it both makes me feel like happy and like, are we sure this is like a cool thing to... <laughs> memeify because it seems like it comes from a very like i don't know a very personal place. yeah it comes yeah. from like a very personal and like wounded place it right seems. yeah and it's like oh well here's a sheet cake you asshole <laughs> <laughs> i mean they posted it on their own feed so i you know more more power to them <laughs> true um cool well we're at the end we're so fun we are. so we are uh, and so when I get to Horfano, I'm, I'm usually still bawling from like something I missed. Mm. Uh, and so usually I have to pause for a second sure. before continuing on to Horfano, which again is not a normal experience for me. Mm. Uh, but, but Horfano resonates. Uh, mm. Reese, uh, you, y'all, y'all mentioned how that now you fly orphans, here you belong. Mm-hmm. Uh, how that's just a very typical Reese kind of lyric. Like it mm-hmm. reminds me of like into your veins is bind up the broken heart and we came here to bleed. Yeah. Um, and and uh, like he's th- the song he's talking about the band. Like each of the stories in the song, the band told us at the Kickstarter party that it's it, each one is something that actually happened to somebody in the band. Right. Right. Uh, and so um, I like even though he's talking about them and he says fly, fly you orphans, I, I feel like he's at least he knows the audience is listening, and I I, I think. Reese didn't, if, if he didn't want to send that message, at least partially at us, he wouldn't have used the phrase like, welcome you wayward souls. Yeah. Uh, so the message that it sends of like, we're all welcome at, at Five Iron Shows and this is a safe place and we all know what it's like to be bullied. Mm. Um, it's a fantastic experience to be with this crew, uh, to be at these shows, to be a fan of these, these people and like be friends with them on social media. Mm. Yeah. And nobody, like, 
welcome you wayward souls. Nobody ever, I ever took to a five iron show ever said to me, oh, I had such a bad time at the five iron show. Mm, uh, right. Like e- even, even on a, on a bad road trip to Dallas, it's the highlight. Like it's, it's the <laughs> best, it's, it's the best part. Mm. Uh, and, and so uh, that, that welcoming uh, is, it, yeah. it, it always hits, it always hits me deep. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I'm autistic ADHD. And so like social functioning is, is, uh, work for me in a way that it isn't for, for some other folks. And, mm-hmm. um, so I, I do feel safe at five iron shows. Uh, mm-hmm. and my, my psychosis doesn't, uh, my voices are, are nice to me at five iron shows. And that's like mm-hmm. weird. Um, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. uh, welcome wayward soul. I, mm-hmm. I just love this song so much. Uh, yeah. anyway. Yeah. No, again, thank you for sharing that, man. I, that's, yeah. And this is another one too, that like we were kind of talking about, um, that at first I found it kind of jarring that that was the last song, but, but (laughs) the way that it ends and culminates is such the perfect encapsulation of the five iron experience. Um, not to blow up his spot, but our, our producer, uh, at at unoriginal vinyl, uh, Jason, Jason, I didn't forget his name. I was just <laughs> not sure if I should mention all the well, details. But he he texted us just saying how even our talking about the very thing you're talking about, John, about finding belonging in this community of misfits and often kids who were maybe not fully at home in the church, maybe not fully at home at school, but like finding a home in this particular scene of of weirdos and emotional people and um i don't know i it 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 does really feel like it's the perfect way to end the song to end this album to kind of culminate the five iron experience and jason was articulating that to us and i don't know i feel like we're all kind of saying variations on the same thing but it's just such a special um scene that they've cultivated and i love that they kind of make it explicit here 100 yeah i feel proud i feel proud to be a part of this scene yeah, I feel proud to be a part of this this group of fans. Yes, and you know, uh, I I hope John that we get to hang out at a show at some point yeah. in the future. Can't wait. I hope that we can uh, get up in that pit and and sing some songs and and feel and feel love for all the people there and feel love for the band and. And just yeah. all feel all feel welcome together. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, um, <laughs> this has been so fun, dude. Thank you so much for for talking us through this. Um, Are you kidding me? Yeah, time of <laughs> my life. Love talking to y'all. It's awesome. Great. I hope yeah, we can just, do it again. Yeah, yeah, it's we really, you know, the encouragement that that you give and the kind words and. You know, it it's for it just feels so extra special being able to have moments of of real conversation and connection in a in it, like we we are being brought together by a goofy third wave ska band, you know, and like we get to have real deep significant conversations and get to acknowledge the humanity of, of each other and get to know each other in real ways and, and bond over something that, that we were both simultaneously experiencing all around the country, you know, and 
and and talking to people and hearing such similar stories over and over and it's just like yeah it's just it it's like that's a beautiful thing that we're like oh man we we really are a community of of orphans and wayward souls but like it just feels you know lovely and beautiful to to be together in this in this kind of space so thank you i thank you i'm like you said i'm proud to be a fan of this band i i hope somebody can someday look at my life and say that guy has improved as much as a person as much as five iron did when they were dead um (laughs) and uh and and uh don't don't tell the facebook group i like the band i don't want to i don't want to lose don't don't want to lose my access to all those sweet mozzarella stick memes. <laughs> no no no, we would never. We everybody knows we hate them. Okay. <laughs> um, John, is there anything that you want to plug before you go? Uh, well, I listen to this great podcast called Magnified Pod. I, hey. I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you all should definitely follow them. Uh, and, and th- thanks for connecting with me. Thanks for talking to me y'all thanks for doing this uh mm-hmm. and uh yeah you, you can catch uh, like i said earlier uh, vegify app on twitter and instagram uh vegify.app in your web browser or just youtube.com slash vegify twitch.tv slash vegify app that's like way too much stuff but any of those i'm there you can find me there sweet thanks so much buddy thanks y'all talk to you later bye you so much to the great john carmack it was a pleasure talking to him hope we get to do that again soon uh if you want to weigh in with your thoughts about this conversation or anything else you can do that at magnified pod on instagram facebook and twitter subscribe to the pod if you haven't yet already and give us a rating or a review we will read your apple podcast review on the pod email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763 magpod can support us at the Patreon at patreon.com slash magnified pod. If you want to get in on that level that allows you to uh, guest on a show <laughs> uh, like John, uh, that'd be great. Uh, you can also pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. Thanks to shadow producer Jason at unoriginal vinyl. And thanks to heavy ordinance studios and Danny Leary for our artwork. Well, we've been saying for a while that, that things are winding down, but this is truly winding down. This is the the windingest it's ever been. (laughs) We've never wound down more fully (laughs) than we are right now. Um, And we will be back in in but a few short days with season three, baby. Magnified Pod presents Pods from the Penalty Box. Slick Shoes coming up very shortly. So we want you to be found enjoying the next season. Rock here! Oh, that's the wrong, wrong place. <laughs>